everyone. I'm Lori Casto. Welcome to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield, celebrating 25 years, the area's premier senior residential community. Find us at WedgwoodSeniorLiving.com. With me today is Kirsten Wilson, our social affairs director at Wedgwood Estates. Welcome in, Kirsten. Thank you. It is good to have you here and talk a little bit about something that we really hold dear. Socialization is so important here at Wedgwood Estates. And I just remember my father-in-law, he was like, you know, socialization is one of the key factors of how we thrive as individuals. And when people come to take tours, and we don't so much do this now, but years ago, you know, we would talk about breakfast, lunch, and dinner and how really it would be that we don't even allow people. We didn't even allow people to stay in their rooms for breakfast, lunch, or dinner because that might be the only time they go out to see anybody else just to see them eyeball to eyeball to get dressed in the morning. So socialization is so important. Uh, how long have you been the uh, social affairs director here at Wedgwood? Um, I've been here 13 years and all but about six months of that. I've been social affairs director. So about 13 years. Wow. That's, and that's, and that, that's wonderful to have people like you that can be at Wedgwood for a long period of time and to call Wedgwood home. And let's just start talking about what uh, socialization helps keep your brain healthy. And Kirsten, how is that that socialization can help keep your brain healthy? Well, like you were saying earlier, um, Every person has a different level of desire to be social. And even our residents that come in and they don't want to leave their rooms, um, we definitely encourage them to come out to meals, to just have that face-to-face contact with with anyone, with other residents and with the staff. But any activity that encourages movement and it prov- um, and provides them an opportunity to boost their circulation, that really circulates blood to the brain and that increases their cognitive process. It's kind of like the phrase, um, you got to get your blood flowing. That's That's really a thing. Your body operates better when your blood's flowing. Yeah, and I've been able to see that with people. They they just seem to do better when they've got a structure, when they've got an activity, when they've got something going on. They just seem to do better. Um, what are some of the activities that we do here at Wedgwood that that stand out in your mind? Well, um, we have several churches that come in. We have four churches that come in and do monthly services. We have different music programs. We've got music with Becky. Also, we have piano concerts and vocal performances. We have guitars that come in. Um, We have a gentleman who comes in occasionally and plays the ukulele. We have children's groups that come. Um, Our residents really enjoy any time the little kids come and sing for us. That's always such a highlight. I love it when Mansfield Christian brings their preschoolers in and just the little ones, they always bring a smile to everyone's face. I want you to go back because this is one of my favorites and I think it's one of your favorites as well. Music therapy. Yes. Yes. We, our music therapist is Becky Pittman and Becky has been coming to Wedgwood longer than I've even been here. And, um, I would have to say it's probably everyone's favorite activity to come to music therapy. And um, if you think about it, music really is part of all of our lives. You know, if if you hear a song, it sparks a memory. Um, It makes you want to move, maybe, or you think of loved ones. um, You think of happier times and it it helps those brain synapses happen, you know. And it's like it's I love when she'll I'll just be walking by and she'll be doing 
something, music from the 40s. Sure. And I just love it. And I love she just interacts with the residents and they it, it triggers their memories. It triggers past love. It triggers relationships. It just triggers so many emotions and so many memories. And it's just such a wonderful thing to have music therapy come in. And it's, and, and also the, the therapy with the dog. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, our therapy dog right now is Mac and his owner, Pastor Brad, they come and visit and they'll go room to room for people, some people who don't come out to any activity except for meal time. They definitely want to see Mac and you can just see it on their faces. They immediately are um, drawn back to the pets that they've had or um, they just feel that warmth and, and that satisfaction of petting the dog, brushing the dog, talking with them. Of course, he spends time um, uh, interacting with them and then he prays with them and it, it just brings overall comfort, I think. That's just a wonderful thing. Now, I see uh, ice cream socials, and it reminds me, it sparks my thought of the ice cream parlor. <laughs> I, I love our ice cream parlor. Yeah. I love that, you know, you have exercise class, and then you go and have coffee in the ice cream parlor. <laughs> of course. Like, you, you know, we exercise, and then we reward ourselves, and we go and have cookies and coffee. And, right. You Why know, not? You have to. <laughs> yeah. And donuts, and then the ice cream socials, and uh, back in floats. The, Everyone yeah. loves root beer floats. <laughs> and back in the day, we haven't done this in so long, but I've been thinking, you know, we're celebrating 25 years at Wedgwood, and I've been thinking so much about back in the day, but we used to have all kinds of, of, you know, where we'd all get up and do something fun and sing to the residents and we'd made, maybe do a skit. The dietary department would do some funny, sure. something funny. And it was just a fun time for the residents and they enjoy all of those types of things. And, and that's kind of just what makes us a family. And then we'd serve Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one year we got out all kinds of ice cream makers mm -hmm. and we were thinking, oh, we're going to make ice cream for the residents and it's just going to be this great ice cream social. And we're going to make it right here. It's going to be homemade. <laughs> well, we didn't realize that when you make homemade ice cream, it just melts like as soon as you, it, like the minute and the second that you do it, it melts. And so all the residents are getting ice cream. Soup. Soup. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, oh, exercise. Tell me about exercise program. Well, we do exercise three times a week and um, we incorporate exercises that require you to use different motor functions. Um, you can do them right from your chair or you can stand up doing them. So it kind of hits all of those capabilities. Um, and they're exercises that we actually had a physical therapist come out, come in and go over with me. So it's things that we know that if they were going to therapy for these different parts of their bodies, they would be doing anyways. Um, and And so we have a good group that come three times a week and they look forward to that exercise class. It's a great way to start the day. Oh, it really, it really is. And then I think another favorite is bingo. Of course. Who doesn't love bingo? How many times a week do we do bingo? We do bingo twice a week and it has been at the same time all 13 years I've been here because you do not mess with bingo. Yeah. No way. Especially here. They uh, do not want you to put in a fabulous music program instead of bingo or anything. <laughs> you have to have bingo. And um, I think bingo, it's something familiar to them. Maybe they played as a child 
Um, also, it's not too complicated to follow along. And so those, depending on where they're at in their stage of dementia or Alzheimer's, they're able to kind of recognize those numbers and know how to follow along. And then they get to pick a prize. So we have the big, you know, I have a prize cart cabinet in my office and um, keep it stocked with cookies and goodies and stuff for the bathroom and Kleenex and they like to get things not just for themselves, but they like to get them as gifts because then they, they're giving themselves or giving them a choice. They can choose what they want and they can give it to a family member. And so. then that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's such it's, it's, it's a fun time. And I want to go back to, because I, I think I glossed over it. I didn't even really talk about it, but dementia and socialization and depression. Sure. Um, It's such a, I I see exactly, you know, you're talking about depression and how depression can fast forward dementia. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, somebody who's recently diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, um, they're starting to lose all the things that they once had. A lot of times that person, they're gradually losing their, um, their freedom and their freedom to be alone, their freedom to make choices. And they realize at that stage that they're starting to forget things. And, um, and so it, it really can cause some, some depression. Um, moving, having regular social engagements with people, it minimizes that feeling of loneliness that they get. And it provides them opportunities um, to be with others and to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And I think that's so, so spot on dead, right? And I, and I just, I, I just feel like that resonates in my own mind, because I just talking about my own mom, you know, you, you see all kinds of different reasons for dementia. Sure. And sometimes it's something that can be fixed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, so it was because their sugar was going high that they were confused all the time and sure, we didn't sure. know it, you know, and then you get those things fixed and then you see, well, maybe if we get them out a little more, maybe that will help. And then all of a sudden you start to see them perk up sure. and remember things more and be more excited about living life. And that dementia becomes sort of secondary because they're doing so much better. Right. Well, those interactions, it forces their brain to make those new connections and those those pathways. And it can really reduce the brain cell deterioration that occurs with that dementia. So you can see it kind of reverse. Yeah, it's amazing. Talk about some of the specific activities for people with dementia and how it it can vary from high functioning to low functioning. Sure. Well, I think it's really important to cater the activities to the stage of dementia that the person's at. So it it's something that's not too easy, but not too complicated. You have to kind of find that sweet spot of an activity. Um, if it's too simplistic or childish, like a coloring book for kids, the higher functioning person, they might feel insulted or maybe they get bored. Um, but if it requires remembering different sequences or it, maybe in some way it's above their cognitive level, you find that it will frustrate them or it causes agitation, kind of turns them off. So some examples of activities for higher functioning individuals are things like card games, Yahtzee, board games, jigsaw puzzles, maybe knitting groups, um, even going through <clears throat> the Sunday grocery advertisements and circling what we'd like to shop for. We do that sometimes. Um, trivia games, and then like our exercise class that requires various coordination and motor function. That would be for kind of a higher level. Um, for an individual who's more in the middle stages, bingo is a great game for that. Um, games of 
dominoes, maybe color matching dominoes where they're able to either match colors or the numbers, any sorting, sorting things like buttons or even nuts and bolts, simpler crafts. We do watercolor painting for that level. Um, cornhole, that's easy. You know, you're tossing the bean, bean bag, still getting the blood flowing. Also chair volleyball. They love chair volleyball. That and, seems like a fun one. And it's just, you know, it's a balloon and we sit in chairs and the balloon comes at them and they hit the balloon. Um, but it's that hand and eye coordination making, you know, that brain function stronger. Um, and then for lower functioning, things more like matching socks or folding washcloths, things that still remind them of what their life used to be. Um, but maybe your finger painting instead of doing watercolor painting. Um, anything that's simple, that sensory stimulation, like touching objects with different textures or sensory boards or even hand massages, that, that will um, comfort them, calm them, and also bring some stimulation for them. Um, wow, I, hand massages. Yeah, yeah, with some lavender oil. And, and it's just the lavender oil, it triggers those senses of smell. And so they're getting that sensation. And then also, you know, they're, they're getting that sensation of touch from someone else. That's really great. That's awesome. Uh, now, if a person is not in a situation that they're in a, a community, where okay. they're living in a community, and they're living at home, they're alone, and we're talking about increasing socialization because I don't think or, or people maybe they don't realize how important socialization is for those folks. And I think the ones that I really think about are the ones that are in their homes all winter. And they, they might be high functioning people, but they're in their homes all winter long alone and their family starts to see a cognitive decline, well, it just might be because they're alone. What are some things, activities that are simple, ideas for getting those folks socialized? Well, like you were talking about winter. So whether it's because of winter, they really can't leave the house, or maybe they're unwilling to. Maybe they aren't comfortable leaving the home anymore. Um, so you want to do that socialization right at their house. I would say reminiscing is definitely a good activity, just asking questions about their childhood, maybe about their voc vocation or what they did for work. Uh, talk about places they've traveled, their spouse, their children. And and it's not because you're you're trying just to figure out this information. Even if you know all this information, you're you're getting them to recall it, and you're keeping their brain active by doing that. Um, maybe instead of bringing them a cooked meal, which is always wonderful, uh, maybe cook the meal with them. That's a really Re good idea. Regardless of how much they can interact, make them part of it. Um, prepare it in front of them. Have them assist you with, with something that maybe they used to do. Um, kind of like when you'd have, and it's not, they're not kids, but it's kind of like with your kid. Sure. You know, and how sure. you're trying to get them to interact with you and learn mm -hmm. a new recipe, that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, you could play board games. We talked about that earlier. Or card games with them. You could do chair stretching exercises like like we do here at Wedgwood, just something to get them moving a little, um, put a puzzle together. And maybe instead of doing their laundry for them, do it with them, have them, you know, take part in, in part of that. Um, another great one I feel like is have them teach you something. That's a good you know, one. Uh, maybe maybe you know how to crochet, but you have them remind you of how to do it, you know, work at it together so that they, they're using that function of teaching you something, but it also gives them purpose. So yeah, and you know, even just those conversations of, you know, when you were a kid, 
how was it that you handled certain things or, or what did you do in the sure. wintertime for fun or what did you do? You know, because you always think, oh, you know, when I was a kid, I walked up and down. I walked uphill oh, sure. all the way to school. Both ways. <laughs> Both, Both ways. ways. But it's good to hear those stories and let them tell you the stories. Well, and, and I think, you know, a lot of times when you get to that stage of life, that's what you f you don't feel that you have the same purpose as you had before. So when someone's interested and they're asking you questions and they want you to teach them something, it gives you purpose. And I think that always helps with any feeling of depression. Yeah. And depression and socialization, just like we were talking about, I think they go hand in hand. And Kirsten Wilson, it's been wonderful talking with you on the Created to Soar podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield, celebrating 25 years, the area's premier senior residential community.